Trinity on this 11th day after Pentecost. I am Deacon Amy. Pastor Tom is here with us this morning. He'll be preaching our sermon. Thank you, Sheila, for that beautiful intro piece. That was lovely. Um, a note this morning, our projections are not working, so you've received two handouts. One of them has the, the white paper, has a couple of our songs printed, as well as the responsive litany that we will be reading, and the uh, buff-colored paper. You'll see on there, there's one section that has all of the hymn numbers. So if you remember what a hymnal is, you will pull that out from either under your seat or the back of the pew in front of you, and you can search those hymn numbers in the hymnal. If it is comfortable, I invite you to stand. Gather together this morning, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn this morning printed on that white piece of paper is called Contalo, and you'll notice a couple of the little musical notes look like X's. Those are where we clap, and Carl will lead us in this song. We had, if we had projections, you, it would be beeping. much easier to clap then. Oh, you're but, beeping. You're you know, beeping. I'm sure you'll figure it out because you are clever people. So the song goes like this. Um, and if there's, there's one word that you can sing out of this Spanish version, cantalo would be the one because it happens many, many times. So it goes like this. Si tu puedes cantalo, cantalo, cantalo. Si tu puedes cantalo, cantalo. Cantalo al Señor. We can do that, right? And then the English version <laughs> happens right after that. So it'll be easy. I'll sing verses in between, and you come flying back in on that refrain. All right. Cantalo. It's translated as sing it. So let's do that. Si tu puedes, cantalo, cantalo, cantalo. Si tu puedes, cantalo, cantalo, cantalo al Señor. Everybody sing it out, sing it out, sing it out. Everybody sing it out, sing it out, sing it out to the Lord. Well done. When the first new light of the rising sun comes to wake the colors of dawn. As you stand in beauty, may you be shown you're a part of that ancient song. Si tu puedes, cántalo, cántalo, cántalo. Si tu puedes, cántalo, cántalo, cántalo al Señor. Everybody sing it out, sing it out, sing it out. Everybody sing it out, sing it out, sing it out to the Lord. When your heart is heavy, may you discover new hope in every child. And may you be filled with unexpected joy in the miracle of their smiles. Si tu puedes, cántalo, cántalo, cántalo. Si tu puedes, cántalo. Sing it out to the Lord. One more verse. May 
you pause to listen enough to hear you are not alone in your song and may you learn to follow the melody of our God's creative love si tu puedes cantalo 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 si tu puedes cantalo 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 al Señor everybody sing it out And we continue with the litany, which is printed on the bottom half of that same page. We are a gathered people of God. We come with our varied lives and experiences. But also, out of the depths of our struggles, we cry to you. We are hungering and thirsting for hope and peace. Our hearts long for the nourishing presence of God. Give to us the living bread of your peace that we may hunger no more. Enable us to share that love with each other and with our community. Praise to you, O God, for your compassion for us. Amen. We continue with our hymn of praise, O Christ, your heart compassionate, which is number 722 in your hymnal. Verses 1, 2, and 3.
Gracious God, your blessed Son came down from heaven to be the true bread that gives life to the world. Give us this bread always, that, we may that he may live in us and we in him, and that, strengthened by this food, we may live as his body in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Barbara is going to come forward and read this morning's lesson. <laughs> Masks and hearing aids. <laughs> the reading this morning is from the 34th Psalm. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. The poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those that take refuge in him. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> A song by Sharon Dennis and Doris O. MacDonald. Um, a song that talks about that God sees us wherever and whoever we are. Around the world, across the street, a baby cries, a mother weeps. But love is wide and mercy is deep. God looks for us with longing eyes around the world, across the street. Around the world, across the street, a baby cries, a mother weeps. But love is wide and mercy is deep. God looks for us with longing eyes around the world, across the street. Around the world we see the same stars Across the street we share a broken heart And the wave that starts with me Travels far beyond the sea To share the Maker's love around the world 
around the world, across the street, a baby cries, a mother weeps, but love is wide and mercy's deep. God looks for us with longing eyes around the world, across the street. God looks for us with longing eyes around the world, across the street. God looks for us with longing eyes around the world, across the street. Thank you. As always, the music blesses me. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. It was about a month before my dad died that I got a phone call from mom. It went something like this. Well, if you want to see your dad alive again, you better get up here. Mom had that kind of Norwegian direct, you know. So Brent and I jumped in the car and we managed Friday afternoon traffic from Bellevue up to the island. We picked up Mom and we headed to the hospital. As we were walking down Whidbey, the, hall, the hallway Whidbey Hospital towards emergency, I could hear my dad's voice. He was in distress and he was calming and, or yelling out and obviously couldn't be calmed and he was just... There was just a distress in his voice that was kind of painful to hear. Now, his friend, who was the visitation pastor of the church they went to, was alongside the bed trying to console my father, but he would have none of it. He just could not be consoled. Now, as it turned out, he had a yet undiagnosed bladder and kidney uh, uh, UTI infection. And once they figured that what it was, and they pumped a bunch of antibiotics into him and saline, he relatively quickly returned to his semi-peaceful self. But in the moment, he was in terrible distress. So what would any competent son do who is a pastor? You beat on his chest. Dad! Tom! Tom, what's happening? I said, well, Dad, you're trying to die. And at that, his countenance kind of changed. And with a wry smile, he looked up at me and said, well, how am I doing? <laughs> to which I said, not very good. <laughs> Sometime later, that visitation pastor commented that he had never quite seen a pastoral intervention like that before. <laughs> so here's the gospel lesson from the sixth chapter. Jesus said to them, to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain 
about him because he said, I am the bread that come da- came down from heaven. They were sa- saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dad and I shared a life-giving intimacy around humor and affection. Now, keep in mind, intimacy is any experience whereby two or more people share in such a way that each person feels cared for and their sense of worth is enhanced. Try to hold that in your heart. Intimacy is any experience where two or more people share in such a way that their spirit is valued and their life is enhanced. So there's all kinds of intimacy. I mean, we are created to live in intimacy. Intimacy is, in fact, a lifeblood that flows between people that feeds their soul. We are created to feel that. Now, there's all kinds of intimacy. There's play intimacy. There's work intimacy. There's music intimacy. There's spiritual intimacy. There's prayer. There's affection. There's service. There are as many kinds of intimate expressions as there are opportunities to express caring and worth. This past week, the theme of Vacation Bible School was Compassion Camp, to teach children that we all should be inspired by an empathetic intimacy that puts us in touch and connects with other people. What a powerful gift to give children. What a powerful gift to give adults. My experience has been that it is often difficult to speak of intimacy because it carries usually a sexual connotation for a lot of people. And for the record, let me just say, people can be sexual and not intimate. They're two different things. Consequently, when I stand on the first tee with many of my golf mates, I do not say, guys, let's go have an intimate experience. (laughs) I mean, many of them are still feeling awkward around me anyways, because I'm the guy who suggests, maybe we should have a group hug before we go. I said, no, no, they're not, no, no. (laughs) But I will say, I will say to them, let's go have some fun. Okay. When Jesus was seeking to encourage his disciples, he made a promise to them. He said, wherever two or three of you are gathered in my name, I am there with you in your midst. There's that commitment, that promise that God is willing to be with us and wants to be with us in our midst. Now, that isn't to say that there is not 
solitary moments of profound intimacy with our Savior. One of my former parishioners, Eugene Strandness, you might have crossed his name. He was a world-renowned physician on the staff at University of Washington Medical Center. And when he died, his funeral, people came from all over the world to honor this man. He was a remarkable man of great intellect, compassion, and service. Following one of his medical procedures, he called me. He says, I need to talk to you. And so I went and said, he said, you need to know something. I was in the bed, in the hallway. I'm a doctor. I know I've had no sedatives. I know I've had no anesthetic. I'm waiting to go in the OR, and I was afraid. And Jesus stood with me in that moment. I saw him, and he said, you don't have to be afraid. Now, there are those profound solitary moments that we might have with the Savior, but there's also something that's maybe more common that's just equally as profound, and that's and life-giving intimacy present when we gather with Jesus, with Him in our midst. Tell me, when we gathered after, what, 15 months of not being able to be the church together, and we gathered in this space, was there not a profound spirit of joy that moved between us? Did we not find our spirits uplifted and we found meaning and purpose? And again, we were reminded of what it means to be a community of faithful people. There was that profound intimacy we felt in that moment that was absolutely life-giving. Now, today's gospel reading is the second of three consecutive readings from the sixth chapter of John. The readings in a row, three weeks in a row, focus on Jesus' words. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. If anyone eats of this bread, they will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the world. Maybe as timeless as our heart's desire for true intimacy is our mind struggle with Jesus' words. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Now clearly Jesus is saying he alone can sustain life. But these are awkward words. Because of scheduling, this is the second of three weeks of this uh, on focusing on John 6, because of scheduling last Sunday and next Sunday's grappling with this word will culminate with a celebration of the Lord's Supper, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Now, it's always good to know that the meal can save the sermon, but not today. <laughs> For us today, my mind is held captive by the psalmist's words that Barbara read. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. He saved me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. This is profoundly intimate relational language. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I once heard a preacher describe our lives as a walking repository of all that has happened to us. Our lives are an aggregate of all that has happened to us over time. There are these sedimentary layers of experiences that have formed us that sometimes cry out for some kind of soothing balm that could lay over it 
to heal the sludge and jagged stones of our disappointment and pain we experience in life. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, this is not abstract language of a theologian. It is personal, intimate language of a sinner who has encountered a God who is active in our experience. In the language of Lent, do we not look forward to getting beyond Advent hymns so we can sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel? We want to know that God is active in our presence. Active as in the words of the sermon hymn, which you will sing momentarily. The bread and wine is the physical sign of our Lord's presence among us as we add more pieces to our story. And given that salvation has already happened, salvation is past tense, it's already happened, we get to remind one another, taste and see that the Lord is good on our intimate journey together. The life of faith we share together is the profoundly intimate experience of keeping each other company on the journey until we meet the Lord who will come and meet us. This journey together can feel serious and sometimes even whimsically silly. So sometimes a confirmation room full of seventh and eighth graders can present certain challenges. Sometimes I felt as a pastor my options were like keeping frogs in a wheelbarrow, and other times I felt like it was trying to raise the dead. <laughs> I mean, after a day of school or whatever activities, Luther's catechism was not always an attention grabber. So on this particular day, inspired by the Holy Spirit, I said, Martin? I said to one of my favorite ADD students, I'd like you to read scripture for us today. Sure, pastor. I want you to turn to Song of Songs. Martin, it's in the Old Testament. You got, you got Psalms, you know, you've, you've got Proverbs, you've got Ecclesiastes, then Song of Songs. Martin, God put a table of contents in the front of your Bible. Turn to that. Find the page. Okay. Good. Now, start chapter 4. Start reading. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. By the time he got done with the fourth and fifth verses, your neck is like the Tower of David, built with elegance. On it hang a thousand shields, all of them shields of warriors. Your two breasts are like two fawns, like twin fawns of a gazelle that browse among the lilies. <laughs> Believe me, at this time, Martin had the attention of everyone in class. <laughs> everyone was right there with him. <laughs> Pastor, said Martin, is this Bible porn? I mean, my mother isn't going to be happy if you have me reading Bible porn. See why I love this kid. I wanted him to go to seminary so bad. <laughs> no, Martin, it's not Bible porn. It's allegory. It's a story of God's passionate, intimate love for Israel and by way of extension for us. Pastor Tom, can I stop reading now? 
it feels a little, in the pause, I inserted awkward. He said, I, I think it's more, I was thinking more like icky. Oh. <laughs> now, from this, we might glean a clearer understanding of how Jesus, in one soliloquy spanning 34 verses in the sixth chapter of John, Jesus goes literally from hundreds of followers to 12 disciples. No one could clear out a room like Jesus. John writes, the people began to grumble. Awkward, icky, well that, but more. It was too much. More they can handle as Jesus declares that not only will he make all things new through his sacrifice, but when bread and wine are shared in his name, he will be present as the one who comes down from heaven. Here is God in the flesh, making good on his promise. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The elements of bread and wine communicate the real presence of God in our midst, saying, remember, you are forgiven. You're forgiven. Now get back out there and try it again. The meal is never a religious rite, never. It is the intimate experience of Jesus present with us. As Luther said, he will be in, under, and through the elements of bread and wine. So the psalmist spoke. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who love him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. My dad's whimsical declaration, response to my declaration, you're trying to die, was life-giving. But isn't it always that way? Out of death comes life. That's what we call paradox. So dad is now 12 years gone. And even though we sit on different sides of the same congregation, we still share the same meal hosted by our Lord. It's something to look forward to. Amen? God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. Cry, hymn number 732. <laughs> I was there to hear your morning cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoice the day you were baptized to see your life unfold. 
I was there when you were but a child With a faith to suit you well In a blaze of light you wandered off To find where demons dwell When you heard the wonder of the word I was there to cheer you you join your hearts as one. I'll be there to make your verses rhyme from dusk till rising sun. In the middle ages of your life, not too old, no longer young, I'll be there to guide you through complete what I begun. In the evening gently closes in, and you shut your weary eyes. I'll be there as I have always been, with just one more surprise. I was there to hear your morning cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoice the day you were baptized to see your life unfold. We lift our hearts now to God in prayer. Barbara will read the petitions excuse me, the petitions for us. Our response will be, Change My Heart, O God, which is uh, hymn number 801, and we'll be reading just the refrain, singing the refrain. Change my heart, O God, Make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God. May I be like you. God of creation, you call us to love and serve you through loving your creation and your sisters and brothers. Open our hearts and Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. 
may I be like you. God of joy, our hearts rejoice at the presence this week of the youth and the children at Vacation Bible School. May we use their energy for change and strengthened understanding of compassion to find ways to bridge divisions and repair broken relationships. We give thanks also for VBS helpers of many ages that help us move out and aid children everywhere, whether in our homes, at our borders, or in refugee camps throughout the world. We know that all of us belong in this sacred circle of your love. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. God of consolation, be present with the vulnerable, those for whom life is a challenge, those who have lost loved ones, and those who are sick. Provoke us to lives of caring and comfort for all those in need, bringing your compassion and love as we seek to live in the land you have promised. As we choose life, we pray. Change my heart, O oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Bread of heaven, you feed us in the depths of grief, sin, and hostility. Nourish us with your word through long hours of tears and in the joys that we experience so we may be redeemed by your steadfast love and live blessing, blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Please turn and share a greeting of peace with your neighbors. <laughs> peace. Thank you for sharing with your neighbors. Remember, after worship this morning, we have coffee hour with lots of uh, treats and goodies in the gym, and there's also some tables set up outside. It looks like the sunshine has returned, so uh, be sure to share that time with your friends here at worship. Our first announcement this morning, Amber Benway. Many of you may remember Amber. She grew up here in the congregation, 
Amber has recently become engaged to a young man named Caleb. So congratulations, Amber. <laughs> this morning we celebrate two birthdays, Jeannie Geddes and Janice Mashala. Janice was at the first service and I think Jeannie is off celebrating this weekend. <laughs> uh, the altar flowers were provided by Janice in honor of her birthday, and they are beautiful. Uh, Readiness to Learn is hosting their annual uh, school supply drive. There is a bin in the office if you would like to go shopping for school supplies to help out kids in our community. That is a great thing to do. You can bring those in any time this week. And let's see, our middle school youth group, this coming Tuesday will be our final meeting for the year, and we'll be meeting at my home. So we'll have a little play day down on the farm. So this is for incoming sixth graders through outgoing eighth graders. If you have somebody who may be interested, talk to me. Um, otherwise, those students and families should watch emails for the address and directions. We are just finishing up a fantastic week of Vacation Bible School. It really was wonderful. We were outside this year. We had smaller groups, but we had just as much fun learning and growing together. And most of that is thanks to our fantastic volunteers. We just had um, a wonderful, wonderful group of volunteers. So if you were here this week helping out at all, would you stand up real quick? I know a few of you made it in. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for such a fantastic week and thank you to the Ruby Education Fund for funding Vacation Bible School for us so we could have such a great time. Um, we did put together a little video with pictures and a song that the kids recorded and that video can be found on our website on the Vacation Bible School page and also on our Facebook page. Um, one more announcement, James. James Neverman needs a ride home after worship service down to Clinton. So if you're heading down to Clinton this way or this morning and have room in your car, please go talk to James if that's an option for you. Do we have any more announcements this morning? Okay, you can always check your uh, buff colored paper here. There's lots of announcements about great things happening in the congregation. So I invite you to stand and we will sing together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom of power and the glory are yours. Carl is going to teach us a new benediction song that we learned at Vacation Bible School this week. 
Oh, we're going to teach it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to sing this song. Uh, we'll, sing, we'll do it twice through. Uh, it's joy be in thy heart, peace be in thy spirit, compassion be thy journey, love be in thee. And the second time it goes to me instead of thee. So I'll sing it once for you. And then whatever pieces you can uh, throw in after that, please do. It would be projected on the wall, but, you know... That's where we are today. Um, so it's a lovely, lovely song um, by a Canadian friend. Joy be in thy heart, peace be in thy spirit, compassion be thy journey, love be in thee. Joy be in my heart, peace be in the, my spirit, compassion be my journey, love be in me. So if you can join me on any of that, go for it. Joy be in thy heart, peace be in thy spirit, Compassion be thy journey, love be in thee, joy be in my heart, joy be in my heart, peace be in my spirit, peace be in my spirit, compassion, compassion be my journey, love, love be in Well done. Mm -hmm. Now receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our sending hymn this morning is number 543, Go My Children With My Blessing. Verses 1 and 2. children with my blessing never alone waking sleeping I am with you you are my own in my love's baptismal river I have made you mine forever go my children forgiven at peace and pure here you learn how much I love you what I can cure here you heard my dear son's story here you touched him saw his glory oh my children sins forgiven Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord.
Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you.